Good afternoon and welcome to our service of words and music for this Good Friday. We begin by imagining a small village church. 14th century wooden pews, clear windows throwing a shaft of sunlight. And in the centre of the main aisle is a wooden cross, 12 foot high. And behind that, an altar, simple, wooden and bare. Our service begins with our opening hymn. There is a green hill far away. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, taken from chapter 14, verses 32 242. They went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible with you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping, because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! The hour has come. Look! The Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. The Olive Tree by Rainer Maria Rilke And still he climbed, and through the grey leaves thrust, quite grey and lost in the grey olive lands, and laid his burning forehead full of dust deep in the dustiness of burning hands. After all this and this, then was the end. Now I'm to go, while I am going blind, and, oh, why wilt thou have me still contend? Thou art, whom I myself no longer find. No more I find thee, in myself no tone of thee, nor in the rest, nor in this stone. I can find thee no more. I am alone. 
I am alone with all that human fate I undertook through thee to mitigate. Thou who art not, O shame, to consummate. An angel came, those afterwards relate. Wherefore an angel, O there came the night, and turned the leaves of trees indifferently, and the disciples stirred uneasily. Wherefore an angel, O there came the night. The night that came requires no specifying. Just so a hundred nights go by. While dogs are sleeping and while stones are lying, just any melancholy night that sighing lingers till morning mount the sky. For angels never come to such men's prayers, nor nights for them mix glory with their gloom. Forsakenness is the self-loser's doom, and such are absent from their father's cares, and disincluded from their mother's womb. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verse 43 to 51. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day. I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And everyone deserted him and fled. A young man, wearing nothing but a linen garment, was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. The poem known as The Dream of the Rood, a rood of course is a cross, seems to have begun its life as just a few words carved on a stone cross, 7th century, huge, in Rothwell, in Dumfriesshire. And then after perhaps a couple of hundred years, a poet living in Mercia, in the Midlands, expanded these words into a full poem. And in it, he shows how Christ, Jesus Christ, was a leader of a warrior band. And the cross on which he was crucified was one of his followers. 
and so is the poet who's composing the poem. And the fascinating tension in the poem is a kind of paradox that in order to be faithful to his Lord, Christ, the cross has to crucify him. And so he has to be disloyal to be loyal. It's a remarkable mystical poem and incidentally it's the first dream poem in the English language, a form of poetry that Geoffrey Chaucer made very popular. Here are just a three or four lines of it in Anglo-Saxon and then my own translation of the first half of the poem. What? Ich swef na küst, said John Willa. What may ye metta to midranechta, sithan rerod berend, resto winedon. Thuchta me that ich sawa silica treo on lift ladon, leochta bewunden, beama beochtost. Listen, I will describe the best of dreams which I dreamed in the middle of the night when far and wide all men slept. It seemed that I saw a wondrous tree soaring into the air, surrounded by light, the brightest of crosses. That emblem was entirely cased in gold. Beautiful jewels were strewn around its foot, just as five studded the crossbeam. All the angels of God, their creations, guarded it. That was no cross of a criminal, but holy spirits and men of earth watched over it there, the whole glorious universe. Through the gold, I can see the agony once suffered by wretches, for it had bled down the right-hand side. Then I was afflicted, frightened at the sight. I saw that sign often change, its clothing and hue, at times dewy with moisture, stained by flowing blood, at times adorned with treasure. Yet I lay there for a long while and gazed sadly at the Saviour's cross until I heard it utter words. The finest of trees began to speak. I remember the morning a long time ago that I was felled at the edge of the forest and severed from my roots. Strong enemies seized me, bade me hold up their felons on high, made me a spectacle. Men shifted me on their shoulders and set me on a hill. Many enemies fastened me there. I saw the Lord of mankind hasten with such courage to climb upon me. I dared not bow or break against my Lord's wish. When I saw the surface of the earth tremble, I could have felled all my foes, yet I stood firm. Then the young warrior, God Almighty, stripped himself firm and unflinching. He climbed upon the cross, brave before many to redeem mankind. 
quivered when the hero clasped me, yet I dared not bow to the ground, fall to the earth. I had to stand firm. A rood was I raised up. I bore aloft the mighty king, the Lord of heaven. I dared not stoop. They drove dark nails into me. Dire wounds are there to see, the gaping gashes of malice. I dared not injure them. They insulted both of us together. I was drenched in the blood that streamed from the man's side after he had set his spirit free. On that hill, I endured many grievous trials. I saw the God of hosts stretched on the rack. Darkness covered the corpse of the ruler with clouds. His shining radiance Shadows swept across the land, dark shapes under the clouds. All creation wept, wailed for the death of the king. Christ was on the cross. Christ was on Rhoda. reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 15, verses 1 to 14. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin reached a decision. They bound Jesus, led him away, and turned him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But still, Jesus made no reply. And Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the feast to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate knowing that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Pieta Always the same hills crowd the horizon. Remote witnesses 
of the still scene. And in the foreground, the tall cross, sombre, untenanted, aches for the body that is back in the cradle of a maid's arms. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, beginning in chapter 15 at verse 25. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At the sixth hour, the darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, well, Listen, He's calling Elijah. One man ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. And with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion, who stood there in front of Jesus, heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. Let us pray. God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Therefore we pray to our Heavenly Father for people everywhere according to their needs. Let us pray for all those who suffer, for those who are deprived and oppressed, for all who are sick, for those in darkness, in doubt and in despair, in loneliness and in fear, for prisoners, captives and refugees for the victims of false accusations and violence, for all at the point of death, and those who watch beside them. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son Jesus Christ delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross we may triumph in the power of his victory, 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.